Alright, so uh, now we're going to take up where we left off in the Sri Chaitanya Chartamrita. Nara Shabde Kahe Sarva Jivera Nishai Ayana Shabdete Kahe Tahara Ashrai. The word Nara refers to the aggregate of all the living beings, and the word Ayana refers to the refuge of them all. Ataiva Tumi Hau Mul Narayana E Ak Hetu Shuna Dvitiya Karana. You are therefore the original Narayana. This is one reason. Please listen as I state the second. Jivara Ishvara Purushari Abhatar Taha Shabha Hoite Tomar Aishvarya Apar. The direct lords of the living beings are the Purusha incarnations. But your opulence and power are more exalted than theirs. Ataiva Adishvara Tumi Sarva Pita Tomar Shaktite Tara Jagat Rakita. Therefore, you are the primeval Lord, the original Father of everyone. They, the Purushas, are protectors of the universes by your power. Narera ayana jate karaha palan ataiva hau tumimula narayana. Since you protect those who are the shelters of all living beings, you are the original narayana. Purport the controlling deities of the living beings in the mundane worlds are the three Purusha avatars. But the potent energy displayed by Sri Krishna is far more extensive than that of the Purushas. Sri Krishna is therefore the original Father and Lord who protects all creative manifestations through his various plenary portions. Since he sustains even the shelters of the collective living beings, there is no doubt that Sri Krishna is the original Narayana. Tritiya Karana Shun Shri Bhagavan Ananta Brahmananda Bahu Vaikuntadi Dham. Beautiful, isn't it? Vaikuntadi Dham. Home is calling the place of no anxiety. O oh my Lord, O oh Supreme Personality of Godhead, kindly hear my third reason. There are countless universes and fathomless transcendental Vaikuntas. Ite jata jiva tara trai kalika karam taha deka shakshi tumi jana shab marma. Both in this material world and in the transcendental world, you see all the deeds of all living beings in the past, present, and future, since you were the witness of all such deeds. You know the essence of everything. Tomar darshane sarva jagatera stiti 
tumi na dekile karo nahi All the worlds exist because you oversee them. None can live, move, or have their being without your supervision. Narera ayana jate kara darshana tata teo hai tumi mula narayana. You oversee the wanderings of all living beings. For this reason also, you are the primeval Lord Narayana. Purport. Sri Krishna and his Paramatma feature lives in the hearts of all living beings in both the transcendental and mundane creations. As the Paramatma, he witnesses all actions the living beings perform in all phases of time, namely past, present, and future. Sri Krishna knows what the living beings have done for hundreds and thousands of past births, and he sees what they are doing now. Therefore, he knows the results of their present actions that will fructify in the future. As stated in the Bhagavad Gita, the entire cosmic situation is created as soon as he glances over the material energy. Nothing can exist without his superintendence. Since he sees even the abode where the collective living beings rest, he is the original Narayana. Krishna Kahina Brahma Tomar Na Buji Bachan Jiva Hridi Jale Vaishe She Narayana. Krishna said, Brahma, I cannot understand what you are saying. Lord Narayana is he who sits in the hearts of all living beings and lies down in the waters of the Karana ocean. Brahma kahe, jale jibe je narayana, she shab tomar angsho, e shatya bachan. Brahma replied, what I have said is true. The same Lord Narayana who lives on the waters and in the hearts of all beings is but a plenary, partia, plenary, plenary portion of you. The Karnadakshai, Garbadakshai, and Shiradakshai forms of Narayana all create in cooperation with the material energy. In this way, they are attached to Maya. Shetin Jalshai Sarva Antaryami Brahmananda Vrindera Atma J Purushanami. These three Vishnus lying in the water are the super soul of everything. The super soul of all the universes is known as the first Purusha. Hiranya Garbera Atma Garbo Takashai Vyashti Jiva Antarayami Shiro Takashai Garbo Dakshai Vishnu is the super soul of the aggregate of living entities. And Shiro Dakshai Vishnu is the super soul of each individual living being. E Shabhara Darshanete Ache Maya Gando Turiya Krishnaranahi Mayara Sambandha. Superficially, we see that these Purushas 
have a relationship with Maya, but above them in the fourth dimension is Lord Krishna, who has no contact with the material energy. Purport, the three Purushas, Karnadakshai Vishnu, Karpodakshai Vishnu, and Shirodakshai Vishnu, all have a relationship with the material energy called Maya, because through Maya they create the material cosmos. These three Purushas who lie in the Karna, Garbha, and Shira oceans, respectively, are the supersoul of everything that be. Karnadakshai Vishnu is the supersoul of the collective universes. Garbhadakshai Vishnu is the supersoul of the collective living beings. And Shirodakshai Vishnu is the supersoul of all individual living entities. Because all of them are somehow attracted to the affairs of the material energy, they can be said to have some affection for Maya. But the transcendental position of Sri Krishna himself is not even slightly tinged by Maya. His transcendental state is called Turiya, or the fourth dimensional stage. Virad Hiranyagarbhasya Karanam Chetyuda Upadaya Ishasya Yatribirhinam Turiyam Tat. Prachakshate, prachakshate. In the material world, the Lord is designated as Virat, Hiranyagarbha, and Karna. But beyond these three designations, the Lord is ultimately in the fourth dimension. Purport Virat, the phenomenal manifestation of the Supreme Whole, Hiranyagarbha, the numinous soul of everything, and Karna, the cause or causal nature, are but designations of the Purushas who are responsible for material creation. The transcendental position surpasses these designations and is therefore called the position of the fourth dimension. This is a quotation from Sridhar Swami's commentary on the 11th canto, 5th chapter, verse 16 of Srimad Bhagavatam. Jajapi tinera maya laia vyavahara tatapi tat sparsha nahi shabhe Maya para. Although these three features of the Lord deal directly with the material energy, none of them are touched by it. They are all beyond illusion. Etad ishanam ishasya prakritisto pitad gunai na yujite sadatma stair yatabhutis tadashraya. This is the opulence of the Lord. Although situated in the material nature, he is never affected by the modes of nature. Similarly, those who have surrendered to him and fixed their intelligence upon him are not influenced by the modes of nature. This text is from Srimad Bhagavatam 1.11.38. Those who have taken shelter of the lotus feet of the personality of God do not identify with the material world even while living in it. Pure devotees may deal with the three modes of material nature, but because of their transcendental intelligence in Krishna consciousness, they are not influenced by the material qualities. The spell of material activities does not attract such devotees. Therefore, the Supreme Lord and his devotees acting under him are always free from material contamination. Shaitin janera tumi Parama Ashray Tumi Mula Narayana Ite Ki Shangshai. You are the ultimate shelter of these three plenary portions. 
Thus, there is not the slightest doubt that you are the primeval Narayan. Purport, Brahma has confirmed that Lord Krishna is the supreme, the source of the three manifestations known as Shirdakshai, Vishnu, Garbhadakshai, Vishnu, and Karnadakshai, Vishnu, Mahavishnu. For his pastimes, Lord Krishna has four original manifestations, namely Vasudev, Sankarsana, Pradyumna, and Aniruddha. The first Purusha avatar, Mahavishnu, in the causal ocean, who is the creator of the aggregate material energy, is an expansion of Sankarsana. The second Purusha, Garbhadakshai Vishnu, is an expansion of Pradyumna. And the third Purusha, Shiradakshai Vishnu, is an expansion of Aniruddha. All these are within the category of manifestations of Narayana, who is a manifestation of Sri Krishna. She tinera angshi parabhyoma narayana teho tomar bilas tumi mularayan. The source of these three features is the narayan in the spiritual sky. He is your vilas expansion. Therefore, you are the ultimate narayan. Ataiva brahma bhakye parabhyoma narayana teho krishnera bilas. E tato bibarano. Paravyoma Narayan. Paravyoma Narayan. Translation. Therefore, according to the authority of Brahma, the Narayana, who is the predominating deity in the transcendental world, is but the Vilas feature of Krishna. This has now been conclusively proved. E shloka tato lakan bhagavata sharo pari bhasha rupe ihar sarvatra dikara. The truth indicated in this verse, text number 30, is the essence of Srimad Bhagavatam. This conclusion through synonyms applies everywhere. Brahma Atma Bhagavan Krishna Ravihar. E arto na jani murka arta kari aro. Not knowing that Brahman, Parama, and Bhagavan are all features of Krishna, foolish scholars speculate in various ways. Avatari Narayana, Krishna avatar, Teho Chaturbuja iha, Manusha akar. Because Narayan has four hands, whereas Krishna looks just like a man, they say that Narayan is the, ulti, is the original God, whereas Krishna is but an incarnation. Some scholars argue that because Narayan has four hands, whereas Sri Krishna has only two, Narayan is the original personality of Godhead, and Krishna is his incarnation. Such unintelligent scholars do not understand the features of the Absolute. E mate nana rupa kare purva pako. Tahare nirjite bhagavata padya dako. In this way, their arguments appear in various forms, but the poetry of the Bhagavatam expertly refutes them all. Yay! 63. Vadanti tat tatvavidas tatvam yajjnanamadvayam prameti paramatmeti bhagavaniti shabdhyate. Learned transcendentalists who know the absolute truth say that it is non dual knowledge and is called impersonal Brahman, the localized Paramatma, and the personality of Godhead. That's from 
Srimad Bhagavatam 1211. Shuna Bhai Shlok Shuna Bhai Shlok Karaha Vichar Ek Mukya Tattotina Tahar Prachar. My dear brothers, kindly listen to the explanation of this verse and consider its meaning. The one original entity is known in his three different features. Advaya Gyan Tatto Vastu Krishna Sarup Brahma Atma Bhagavan Teen Tar Rup. Lord Krishna Himself is the one undivided absolute truth, the ultimate reality. He manifests Himself in three features as Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan. In the verse from Srimad Bhagavatam cited above, Bhagavatam 1 to 11, the principal word, Bhagavan, indicates the personality of Godhead, and Brahman and Paramatma are concomitants deduced from the absolute personality, as a government and its ministers are deductions from the supreme executive head. In other words, the principal truth that is, is exhibited in three different phases, the absolute truth, the personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, Bhagavan, is also known as Brahman and Paramatma, although all these features are identical. Eshlokera arte tumi hoila nirvacharan. Nivachan. Eshlokera arte tumi hoila nirvachana. Aro ek shuna bhagavatera vachana. The import of this verse has stopped you from arguing. Now listen to another verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. Ete chamshakala pumsa krishnas tu bhagavan swayam indrari vyakulam lokam radayanti yuge yuge. All these incarnations of Godhead are either plenary portions or parts of the plenary portions of the Purusha avatars. But Krishna is the supreme personality of God in himself. In every age, he protects the world through his different features when the world is disturbed by the enemies of Indra. Purport. This statement of Srimad Bhagavatam 1.3.28 definitely negates the concept that Sri Krishna is an avatar of Vishnu or Narayan. Lord Sri Krishna is the original personality of Godhead, the supreme cause of all causes. This verse clearly indicates that incarnations of the personality of Godhead such as Sri Ram Nisringa and Varaha all undoubtedly belong to the Vishnu group. But all of them are either plenary portions or portions of the plenary portions of the original personality of God at Sri Krishna. Shabha avatarera kari samanya lakana tarma de Krishna chandrera karila ganana. The Bhagavatam describes the symptoms and deeds of the incarnations in general and counts Sri Krishna among them. Tabe Sutta Gosai Mane Paya Badabhai Jarje Lakana Taha Karila Nishai. This made Sutta Goswami greatly apprehensive. Therefore, he distinguished each incarnation by its specific symptoms. 
avatar shab purushera kala angsho swayam bhagavan krishna sarva avatangsha all the incarnations of Godhead are plenary portions or parts of the plenary portions of the Purusha avatars. But the primeval Lord is Sri Krishna. He is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the fountainhead of all incarnations. Purva Paka Kahe Tomar Bhalta Vyakayana Paravyoma Narayana Swayam Bhagavan Paravyoma Narayana an opponent may say, this is your interpretation, but actually the Supreme Lord is Narayan, who is in the transcendental realm. Tehaase Krishna rupe karina avatar e artos loke deki ki aro vichar. He, Narayan, incarnates as Lord Krishna. This is the meaning of the verse as I see it. There is no need for further consideration. Tarikahe. Kenit kara kutar kanumana. Shastra virudharta kabu na hoi pramana. To such a misguided interpreter, we may reply Why should you suggest such fallacious logic? An interpretation is never accepted as evidence if it opposes the principles of scripture. Anuvadam anukritu Anuvadam anuktvatu na vidyam udirayet na hyalabhas padam kinchit kutrachit pratitishtati One should not state a predicate before its subject for it cannot thus stand without proper support. Purport. This rhetorical rule appears in the Akadashi Tattva, 13th canto, in connection with the metaphorical use of words. An unknown object should not be put before the known subject because the object has no meaning if the subject is not first given. Anuvad na kaiya na kahi videya Age anuvara kahi paschad videya. If I do not state a subject, I do not state a predicate. First I speak the former and then I speak the latter. Videya kaye tare e bastu agnata anuvara kahi tare je hai gyata. The predicate of a sentence is what is unknown to the reader, whereas the subject is what is known to him. Jaiche Kahi Ebipra Parama Pandit Vipra Anuvada Ihara Videya Panditya. For example, we may say this Vipra is a greatly learned man. In this sentence, the Vipra is the subject and the predicate is his erudition. Vipra Tva Vikyata Taro. Panditya agyata ataiva vipra age panditya paschata. The man's being a vipra is known, but his erudition is unknown. Therefore, the person is identified first and his erudition later. Taiche iha avatar shabhoila gyata kar avatar e bastu avigyata. 
In the same way, all these incarnations were known, but whose incarnations they are was unknown. Ete shabde avatarera age anuvad purushera angsha pache videya sambad. First, the word ete, these, establishes the subject, the incarnations. Then, plenary portions of the purusha avatars follows as the predicate. Taiche Krishna avatar bitare hoila gyata tahara vishesha gyana she avigyata. In the same way, when Krishna was first counted among the incarnations, specific knowledge about him was still unknown. Ataiva Krishna shabda age anuvad svayam bhagavata piche vidheya samvad. Therefore, first the word Krishna appears as the subject followed by the predicate, describing him as the original personality of Godhead. Krishnera svayam bhagavata iha hoile sadhya svayam bhagavanera krishnatva hoila bhadya. This establishes that Sri Krishna is the original personality of Godhead. The original personality of Godhead is therefore necessarily Krishna. Krishna jadi angsha haita angshi narayan tabe viparita haite sutera vachana. Had Krishna been the plenary portion of Narayan, the primeval Lord, the statement of Sutta Goswami would have been reversed. Narayana Amshi J Swayam Bhagavan Teha Krishna Teha Shri Krishna Aiche Karita Vyakayam Vakyana. Thus he would have said Narayan, the source of all incarnations, is the original personality of Godhead. He has appeared as Shri Krishna. Brahma Pramada Vipralipsa Karnapattava Arsha Vigya Vakya Nahi Dosha Eshab. Mistakes, illusions, cheating, and defective perception do not occur in the sayings of the authoritative sages. Purport, Srimad Bhagavatam has listed the avatars, the plenary expansions of the Purusha, and Lord Krishna appears among them. But the Bhagavatam further explains Lord Krishna's specific position as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Since Lord, Shri Krishna, since Lord Krishna is the original Personality of Godhead, reason and argument establish that his position is always supreme. Had Krishna been a plenary expansion of Narayan, the original verse would have been differently composed. Indeed, its order would have been reversed. But there cannot be mistakes, illusion, cheating, or imperfect perception in the words of liberated sages. Therefore, there is no mistake in this statement that Lord Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Sanskrit statements of Srimad Bhagavatam are all transcendental sounds. Srila Vyasadeva revealed these statements after perfect realization. And therefore, they are perfect. For liberated, liberated sages like Vyasadeva never commit errors in their rhetorical argument arrangements. Unless one accepts this fact, there is no use in trying to obtain help from the revealed scriptures. Brahma refers to false knowledge or mistakes such as accepting a rope as a snake or an oyster shell as gold. Pramada refers to inattention or misunderstanding of reality, and Vipralipsa is the cheating propensity, Karnana Pattava, 
refers to imperfectness of the material senses. There are many examples of such imperfection. The eyes cannot see that which is very distant or very small. One cannot even see his own eyelid, which is the closest thing to his eye. And if one is disturbed by a disease like jaundice, he sees everything to be yellow. Similarly, the ears cannot hear distant sounds. Since the personality of Godhead and his plenary portions and self-realized devotees are all transcendentally situated, they cannot be misled by such deficiencies. Veru tarta kaha tumi kahite kara rosh tomara arte avismrita avimrishta vidheihamsha dosh you say something contradictory and become angry when this is pointed out. Your explanation has the defect of a misplaced predicate. This is an unconsidered adjustment. Jar Bhagavata Hoite Anyera Bhagavata Swayam Bhagavan Shabdera Taha Te Sata. Only the personality of God at the source of all other all other divinities is eligible to be dis designated Swayam Bhagavan or the primeval Lord. Deepa Hoite Jaiche Bahu Deepera Dwalana Mul Ek Deep Taha Kari Ganana. When from one candle many other can many others are lit, I consider that one the original. When from one candle, many other candles are lit, I consider that one the original. The Brahma Samhita chapter 5 verse 46 states that the Vishnu Tattva or the principle of the absolute personality of God is like a lamp because the expansions equal their origin in all respects. A burning lamp can light innumerable other lamps and although they will not be inferior, still the lamp from which the other, others are lit must be considered the original. Similarly, the Supreme Personality of God it expands himself in the plenary forms of the Vishnu Tattva, and although they are equally powerful, the original powerful Personality of God it is considered the source. This example also explains the appearance of qualitative incarnations like Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma. According to Srila Jiva Goswami, Shambhostu Tamo Jishtan Dvat Kudja Lamaya Sukshma Deepa Shika Staniyasya Natata Samyam. The Shambhu Tattva, or the principle of Lord Shiva, is like a lamp covered with carbon because of his being in charge of the mode of ignorance. The illumination from such a lamp is very minute. Therefore, the power of Lord Shiva can be compared to that of the Cannot, cannot be, cannot compare to that of the Vishnu principle. Taiche shab avatarera Krishna se karana, aro ek shloka shuna, kuvakya kandana. Krishna, in the same way as the cause of all causes and all incarnations. Please hear another verse to defeat all misinterpretations. Atra sargo visargascha stanam poshunam utaya manvantari shanukata nirodho muktir ashraya dashamasya vishudhartam navanam ihalakshanam 
varna yanti mahatmana shute nartena chandasa. Here in the Srimad Bhagavatam, ten subjects are described. One, the creation of the ingredients of the cosmos. Two, the creations of Brahma. Three, the maintenance of the creation. Four, special favor given to the faithful. Five, impetuses for activity. Six, prescribed duties for law-abiding men. Seven, a description of the incarnations of the Lord. Eight, the winding up of the creation. Nine, liberation from gross and subtle material existence. And ten, the ultimate shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The tenth item is the shelter of all the others. To distinguish this ultimate shelter from the other nine subjects, the Mahajanas have described these nine directly or indirectly through prayers or direct explanations. Purport, these verses from Srimad Bhagavatam 2.10, 1 through 2, list the ten subject matters dealt with in the text of the Bhagavatam. Of these, the tenth is the substance, and the other nine are categories derived from the substance. These ten subjects are listed as follows. Sarga, the first creation by Lord Vishnu. The bringing forth of the five gross material elements, the five objects of sense perception, the ten senses, the mind, the intelligence, the false ego, and the total material energy or universal form. Visarga, the secondary creation or the work of Brahma in producing the moving and unmoving bodies in the universe. Brahmand. Brahmanda. Stana, number three, the maintenance of the universe by the personality of God at Vishnu. Vishnu's function is more important and his glory greater than Brahma's and Lord Shiva's. For although Brahma is the creator and Lord Shiva the destroyer, Vishnu is the maintainer. Poshana, special care and protection for devotees of the Lord. As a king maintains his kingdom and subjects, but nevertheless gives special attention to the members of his family, so the personality of God gives special care to his devotees, who are souls completely surrendered to him. Uti, the urge for creation, or initiative power that is the cause of all inventions, according to the necessities of time, space, and objects. Manvantara, the periods controlled by the manus, who teach regulative principles for living beings who desire to achieve perfection in human life. The rules of Manu, as described in the Manu Samhita, guide the way to such perfection. Ishanukata, scriptural information regarding the personality of Godhead, his incarnations on earth, and the activities of his devotees. Scriptures dealing with these subjects are essential for progressive human life. Ishanukata. Nirodha, the winding up of all energies employed in creation. Such potencies are emanations from the personality of God who eternally lives in the Karna Ocean. The cosmic creations manifested with his breath are again dissolved in due course. Nine, Mukti, liberation of the conditioned souls encaged by the gross and subtle coverings of body and mind. When freed from all material affection, the soul giving up the gross and subtle material bodies can attain the spiritual sky in his original spiritual body and engage in transit loving service to the Lord in Vaikuntha Loka or Krishna Loka. When the soul is situated in his original constitutional position of existence, he is said to be liberated. It is possible to engage in transit loving service to the Lord and become Jivan Mukta, even while in the material body.
Finally, Ashraya, the transcendence, the summum bonum, from whom everything emanates, upon whom everything rests, and in whom everything merges after annihilation. He is a source and support of all. The Ashraya is also called the Supreme Brahman. As in the Vedanta Sutra, Atato Brahma Jignata Janmad Yasayataha. Srimad Bhagavatam especially describes the Supreme Brahman as the Ashraya. Sri Krishna is this Ashraya, and therefore the greatest necessity of life is to study the science of Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam accepts Sri Krishna as the shelter of all manifestations because Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is the ultimate source of everything, the supreme goal of all. Two different principles are to be considered herein, namely Ashraya, the object providing shelter, and Ashrita, the dependence requiring shelter. The Ashrita exists under the original principle, the Ashraya. The first nine categories described in the first nine cantos of Srimad Bhagavatam from creation to liberation include the Purusha avatars, the incarnations, the, the marginal energy or living entities, and the external energy or material world are all Ashrita. The prayers of Srimad Bhagavatam, however, aim for the Ashraya Tattva, the Supreme Personality of God at Sri Krishna. The great souls expert in describing Srimad Bhagavatam have very diligently delineated the other nine categories, sometimes by direct narrations and sometimes by indirect narrations, such as stories. The real purpose of doing this is to know perfectly the absolute transcendence, Sri Krishna, for the entire creation, both material and spiritual, rests on the body of Sri Krishna. So, um, Anonymous asks a question, when it says that the Purusha creates this world through Maya, how do we understand Maya? Isn't it an argument of the Mayavadis that this world is all Maya or illusion? How do we understand this? No, it's not. That the, the Mayavadis say, the Mayavadis say that the body of Krishna is made of Maya. Maya means that which is not. The definition of Maya is given in Bhagavatam. Ritertam yet pratieta na pratieta chatmani tadvidyadat manomayam yatabhaso yatatamaha. Anything that you uh, see as different from the Supreme Personality of Godhead is Maya. Because there is nothing different from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As we just heard earlier, uh, the, the Lord is Advaya Gyan Tattva. He's one. And if I see something, a separate energy from him, then Bhagavatam says, Bhayam Dvitiya Abhini Beishatasyad Ishad Apetasya Vipariyosmiti that from that mistaken idea that there's two things, then one uh, is in maya and fear arises. Dvitiya means two things, there's only one. So the mayavadis, um, yes, they say the material world's illusion, they also say the body of Krishna's illusion. We also say that the material world's illusion, but in a different way from the mayavadis, they say that it doesn't exist. It's a kind of a figment of one's imagination. But uh, as Krishna proves in the Bhagavad Gita, it's a reflection of the spiritual world. And uh, we say that it's temporary, it's not false. But the, 
the body of Krishna is transcendental and is not maya when he comes into the material world. And also um, the mayavadis think that he's just a manifestation in the, of the mode of goodness. So Ankit asked this question. In the second chapter, we see that Lord Brahma is establishing Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. However, the most bizarre thing is when Krishna is playing with the cowherd friends, Saint Brahma gets bewildered, doubting the absolute personality of Krishna and steals his friends and cows. How is this contradictory act possible for personalities such as Brahma, who is so exalted in his position and his realization? Well, it's said in the first verse of the Bhagavatam, Taini Brahma Hridaya Abhikariya Muhyanti Yatsureya. Krishna's uh, external energy is so powerful that Muhyanti Yatsurayaha, that even the, the devas are bewildered by, uh, by it. And also, you'll notice the chronology here. This is after Brahma's bewildered. He was a little curious about the cowboy Krishna being his. Lord tested him, and then afterwards, when he was fully acquainted with his inconceivable powers, then he's giving the, this conversation. Uh, power phrase mistakes, illusions, cheating, and defective perception do not occur in the sayings of the authoritative sages. Chaitanya Charitamrita is the real Bengali sweet. Yes, Prabhupada said this when there was a devotee who had started a Prasadam cart, you want to sell Bengali sweets. He was an expert cook, too. And there was another devotee there who was selling the Chaitanya Charamrita. And Prabhupada pointed to the devotee selling the Chaitanya Charamrita and said, he is selling the real Bengali sweets. Sugopi Somya Devi Dasi asks, uh, the questions I often struggle with when people inquire is how do we provide a reasonable explanation of why Krishna is considered supreme in relation to the demigods like Brahma and Lord Shiva without hurting the sentiments of those who may have been worshipping them as supreme for many years. Is the right approach to direct them to scriptures like Bhagavad Gita or Srimad Bhagavatam which clearly reveal this or is there a simplified way to explain Krishna's position? It's absolutely important to direct them to Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam, but first Bhagavad Gita, because every, I'm assuming we're talking about Indians here, because otherwise why would they be worshipping demigods? Of course, we see nowadays there's a hodgepodge of all kinds of worshipping techniques here in the, in the West also. But generally, uh, if somebody comes from Indian culture, they get used to worshipping all kinds of devas, and they don't know the difference between the Vishnu Tattva and the devas who are jiva tattva and you have to establish a point of authority and the bhagavad gita is that uh, point of authority and in the bhagavad gita you'll find uh, many verses in which krishna describes the um position of the, those who worship demigods like first he said bahunam jamanamante gyanavam mam prapadyate vasudeva sarvamiti sa mahatmas Sadurlava, he's describing those who, after many births, Sataya Shariya Yuktas Tasya Ardanamihate, Labate Chatata Kaman, Mayaiva Vihitan Hitan, Antavat Tu Palam Teshan, Tabavat Yalpa Medasam, Devan Deva Yajo Yanti, Madbhakta Yanti Mam Api. So he's describing how um, 
you could where whoever you worship, you'll go to that place. And also he's saying that the people who worship demigods have their faith. Uh, it's coming from Krishna. And, and also when the demigods fulfill the desires of somebody, that's coming from Krishna also. And in numerous places, he describes how the demigods are simply extensions of his body. You'll see it in the universal form chapter and elsewhere. So first of all, uh, Bhagavad Gita is the th authority on uh, spiritual knowledge. And all the uh, acharyas accept that. So yes, it's important to establish Bhagavad Gita. And then you can point to the places in Bhagavad Gita in which it's described how uh, Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It's not that we disregard the demigods. It's just that we have to understand their proper uh, situation. They're administrative servants of Krishna, but they're not equal or the same as he is. I hope that helps, Sugopi. Uh, anonymous question, is Maya not manifested in Krishna to some extent? No, because um, Krishna is uh, even the source of Maya, just like the, the sun is the source of the clouds indirectly because the sun evaporates water on the ocean and the clouds are formed. So you could say, uh, well, you can't say that's what, what happens, but the sun is never in darkness. The clouds are always below the sun. They're manifestations of the sun. So there's never a Maya manifested in Krishna to any extent. Uh, Vaikuntha Nayaka, could you please explain the difference between expansion, incarnation, and internal potency? Internal potency is the category of energy which is distinguished from the external energy. It's the spiritual energy that manifests the spiritual world. And the external world Krishna describes as Bhumir Apo Nolo Vayu Kamano Buddhir Evacha Hankara Ityame Bina Prakritir Ashtada Bina Prakriti. It's a separated energy from him, separated by consciousness. Expansions and incarnations is very subtle or technical and it and it doesn't it it's not particularly different although just by proximity as we were hear, hearing before first there's krishna then balaram chaturvyuha then mula sankarshan second chaturvyuha and then the 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 vishnus starting with karna dakshai then garba dakshai shir dakshai so these are all expansions, but some of them are also called incarnations, just like Advaita Charya. Advaita Maharinato Aitad. He's also an incarnation of a non different from Hari. So we also heard that departure, Evahira Shantanama Bhupetya. There's one original candle, but others, uh, other candles are lit by that candle, although the same in potency there's still a consideration that there's one original candle. Uh, New Bhakta is asking, 
question. Nubhakta, Haribo. If Lord Shiva is a son of Brahma, and so is Daksha, aren't they supposed to be brothers? Sometimes I think about it and can't understand that in that case, the whole human society are brothers and sisters. Yeah, there you have it. Aprame says, Hare Krishna, I thought it was really interesting that Lord Brahma chose to differentiate Lord Krishna from Garbhadakshai, Shirdakshai, and Karnadakshai Vishnu's in the way that he did. He mentioned that the very fact one can mention there is some type of association to Maya discredits, in a way, the three Vishnus from being the original Narayan, a very up-there example of how important gaining the right association is. Yeah, well, you know, they're not, we shouldn't think they are affected by uh, Maya, although said there's some sense that they have a connection because Mahavishnu glances over material nature. And so... And you know, when you put your glance somewhere, you actually go there to some degree. Thank you for your reflection. Pedro says, every Kali Yuga has, uh, every, every Kali Yuga, Lord Krishna descends as Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Hare Krishna. Every uh, Kali Yuga, there is an avatar that appears to um, spread the Yuga Dharma of the age. However, only um, in rare circumstances, very unique circumstances, does Krishna come as that avatar. Oftentimes that, that um, personality who descends to spread the Yuga Dharma is a empowered jiva. And uh, in the, this Kali Yuga, it is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Krishna himself. And the uh, psychology of it is mentioned by a verse by Rupa Goswami in, in the Chaitanya Charamrita where he says Anarpita Charim Chirat Karuna Karuna Yavatirna Kalao Samar Paitun Unatojwala Rasam Subhakti Shriam Hari Purata Sundara Dyuti Kadamba Sandipita Sadarare Akandare Spurutuva Sachinandana. So this describes how Krishna had considered that for a long time. He hadn't given the uh, highest conception. So he said, Anarpita Charim, Chirat. For a long time, I haven't given my special mercy, Karuna Yavatirna. I haven't appeared as an incarnation uh, to, to give this. Uh, and what is he giving? Samarpayitum. Uh, he's giving Samarpayitum. So Bhakti, he's teaching about the highest rasa in the spiritual world, conjugal rasa. Unatojvalarasam so Bhakti Shriyam. Haripurata Sundara Dutti Katambas Sandipita. So that he's giving, he's saying that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is that personality who's come uh, to deliver that. And may he be manifest in your heart. So uh, an incarnation comes every Kali Yuga, but Krishna himself doesn't. So this is a very unique Kali Yuga. And the, the Harinam Sankirtan that he spreads is giving what's called, uh, it's called Prem Sankirtan. Because by chanting this Maha Mantra distributed by Shaitanya Mahaprabhu through all his associates, then one gets Prema and goes to Goloka Vrindavan. Prabir says, how do we logically refute the arguments of by Mayavadis that Krishna and Goddess Kali are 
non-different. Well, um, one is the expansion and the other is uh, the, the origin of the expansion. Goddess Kali is a servant of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As we see from the pastimes of um, Krishna and um, his expansions, there's nowhere that says that the goddess Kali and um, Krishna are non-different. This is uh, it's a concoction. There's, it's nowhere in Shastra described how Kali and Krishna are the same. Again, it's like saying that the uh, the cloud and the sun are the same. The cloud is an emanation from the sun. Balaram says, in Srila Prabhupada's purport to Srimad Bhagavatam 1.3.28, he writes, he himself has expanded himself in various parts, portions, and particles as Swayam Rupa, Swayam Prakash, Tadekatma, Prabhava, Vaibhava, Vilas, Avatar, Avesha, and Jivas. Here Kaviraj Goswami explains the Prabhava and Vaibhava incarnations, but I'm still confused when the differences between, with the differences between Swayam Prakash, Tadekatma, uh, Prabhava, Vaibhava, Vilas, Avatar, and Avesha. Would you please explain that? Just read the uh, Lagu Bhagavatamrita. Uh, all you have to do is read the first two chapters. And there's a um, very detailed explanation given of each one of those. Kautakarnava says, Hare Krishna, in... 2.38.46, Lord Brahma is giving three reasons to substantiate that Krishna is the original Narayan. However, these reasons, three reasons are simply assertions by Lord Brahma. On the other hand, Krishna does not understand what Brahma has said. The assertions, not assertions, sorry, assertions continue until C.C. Adi 2.57. How does Lord Brahma know about all this? Do we just accept it as axioms? So, um, these, uh, you can go to the uh, section of the Bhagavatam where this con conversation is going on. And actually, it is uh, Brahma already, this is a, a way that uh, Lord Krishna is. Um, simply questioning Brahma out of a sense of uh, fun almost to, uh, to bring out his knowledge. But he has, he's already experienced, he's already seen this. And then Krishna is playing his role as a cowherd boy and saying that, well, you know, how are you saying that I'm like this or like that? And Brahma is simply saying what he already saw and realized when Krishna revealed it to him. And Tadiya Seva says, where does Maya really exist in this creation? Does this exist in material mind or does it exist in the material world? Uh, 
Ritertam yat pratieta, na pratieta chatmani, tadvidyada manomayam. You might want to put this verse up. Ritertam yat pratieta, na pratieta chatmani, tadvidyada manomayam, yatabhaso yatata maha. This is uh, from the Chatra Shluki Bhagavatam, which gives a, a, the definition of Maya. Ritertam. Yeah, that's 2934. And here, he's just, uh, Krishna is saying in the Chatur Shloki that that which you see as separate from me, know that me to be my illusory energy or maya. So the point is there's nothing separate from Krishna. Everything is a part of Krishna. So in the Bhagavad Gita, as an example, Krishna gives a description of his vibhutis or vibhuti that means uh, various manifestations even the material world where you can understand it, that he's present like the, the shark and the ocean and the sun and various personalities animals like iravata and so forth so it is a, uh, in the mind it's a state of consciousness when one sees something separate from the Lord. So here he says, O Brahma, whatever appears to be of any value, if it is without relation to me, has no reality. Know it is my illusory energy, that reflection, which appears to be in darkness. The Prabhupada's purport. In the previous verse, it has already been concluded that in any stage of the cosmic manifestation, its appearance its sustenance, its growth, its interactions of different energies, its deterioration and its disappearance, all has its basic relation with the existence of the personality of Godhead. And as such, whenever there is forgetfulness of this prime relation with the Lord, and whenever things are accepted as real without being related to the Lord, that conception is called a product of the illusory energy of the Lord. Because nothing can exist without the Lord, it should be known that the illusory energy is also an energy of the Lord. The right conclusion of dovetailing everything in relation with the Lord is called Yoga Maya, or the energy of union. And the wrong conception of detaching a thing from its relationship with the Lord is called the Lord's Daivi Maya, or Mahamaya. Both the Mayas also have connections with the Lord because nothing can exist without being related to him. As such, the wrong conception of detaching relationships from the Lord is not false, but illusory. It goes on from there, but that gives you the, the basic summary and in the verse, which is one of the important verses of Bhagavatam from the Chatur Shloki, you can understand that this is a, a misconception. I'm mistaking, I'm forgetting about uh, how it's connected to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and it's non-different from Him. I'm seeing something, a second thing. There is no second thing. It's all Krishna. It's just in various varieties that He manifests Himself. Is there anyone from the Zoom room that would like to say something? Oh, Bhakti Alex is here. Okay, let's see. Um, Prabhupada really hones in on how detrimental the Mayavadi conception is to spiritual life, saying Mayavadis commit spiritual suicide, are repeatedly cast into the ocean of nations and are the greatest defenders 
of Lord Krishna, etc., how do we reconcile Mayavadi's doing the greatest disservice to human society with the fact that Lord Shiva propounded Mayavadi philosophy in accordance with the order of the Supreme Lord? Well, um, Krishna has his uh, ways of bringing people to a certain um, position and he and sometimes it requires a roundabout way of doing that that's uh one of the ways that uh, it's explained how the um the step by step process of bringing people back to the vedas so in the beginning the vedic culture had a preponderance of people performing animal sacrifices to which buddha appeared and in order to move people from that very detrimental lifestyle, he told them, just don't follow the Vedas. And he, um, he taught some sort of um, alternative philosophy. And people became averse to the Vedas, which is very detrimental for them. Because even in the, in the Karmakanda section of the Vedas, there's an opportunity that they'll... Uh, find a gradual elevation. So then when Shiva came as Shankaracharya and he gave this almost parallel philosophy in the sense of voidism, it very much appealed to the Buddhists, but he brought them back to the Vedas, saying that you have to uh, understand from the Vedas, he just misinterpreted them. And then the other great Acharyas came and uh, defeated Shankar, Shankaracharya's uh, points. And there's another reason also that's given in various places, and that is that um, Krishna gives a variety of philosophies for those who want to pursue them. And this is one of the ways that he facilitates the freedom of choice of a living entity. It's some want to actually be an illusion. So as he says, Sarvasicham hridi sani vishto matak smritir gyanam apohanam cha. So if you want to avoid God, Krishna will give you the intelligence that you'll be able to avoid him, Prabhupada says, forever. <laughs> and so Mayavad philosophy is a facility for those who would like to have an alternative so you can deny the personality of Godhead. That's the extent that Krishna goes to, to uh, provide various alternatives for those who want to do something other than uh, surrender to Krishna, as he recommends that we do in the Bhagavad Gita. So those are two uh, scenarios that I hope will help. And was that it? One last, and that is that um, in CC 2.46, uh, 2 Purport has mentioned that Paramatma feature lives in the hearts of all living entities in transcendental and mundane creations. Does that mean Paramatma feature exists in the spiritual world as well? Is Ishvara Sarvabhutaram verse for the material and spiritual worlds? No, it's only for the material world. It's described by Prabhupada earlier that just like if you put up a um, temporary fair where everyone comes, then you have to hire some policemen to come there and uh, watch out for it. Of course, nowadays you want to be careful who you hire. 
But anyway, they come there and they, uh, they oversee the scene. So in, while we're in the material world, there's an expansion. Paramatma is an expansion who stays with the living entity overseeing his activities here and facilitating his sense gratification through the agency of the material nature or his sense of, uh, or his desire to go back to Godhead. But after that, then there's no need for the Paramatma. In the spiritual world, the devotees are directly in contact with Krishna. Anyone from the Zoom room? Okay, we're, we're going to, um, let's hear somebody from the Zoom room. Maybe you can't unmute. I just want to hear some voice to make sure you're there. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Question um, about um, the Guru and the disciple. I was wondering that in this lifetime, we see someone, we connect, and, and we understand that they are a Guru, and we serve them till our last breath. But then, um, isn't Guru an eternal principle? So this relationship between the Guru and the disciple, is, is it a soul-to-soul connection that the soul will seek out as it passes from body to body? Or is it a concept more than a connection where Krishna provides a Guru every lifetime and in that way you keep moving? It's both. It's a principle and a person. And according to uh, the principle is an eternal principle, the way that Krishna arranges for us to connect to him, as we heard earlier in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, and the way that uh, Kaviraj Goswami quotes Sri Uddhava when he uh, says that he's unlimitedly grateful for the way that Krishna manifests himself in the form of uh, the, the Guru, who is an external manifestation of the Super Soul, and is also giving in, uh, instruction from within. And that principle is there. Uh, Krishna is the Adi Guru. He's the original Guru. But he sends various uh, representatives, the Diksha Guru, the Shiksha Guru, and so forth, the Vartmana Pradakshika Guru, in order that uh, we can connect to him and, uh, and get localized instruction from the Guru. So, and the, the principle of serving Guru is always there. Tasmat gurum prapadyeta jignasu shreya utamam shabde parichanishnatam brahman yupashramashrayam. It's especially important, as mentioned in the Bhagavatam, it says, Tasmat, therefore, you should accept a guru. Guru is also uh, Vaishnav in this world knows our plight. Krishna in Goloka Vrindavan is. Um, as I said, he doesn't touch the material energy. How will he know about the suffering in the material world? The way that a Vaishnav who has um, intimate knowledge of how the material world works and can relate to the, the um, ups and downs of the uh, living entities here and has compassion. Like Shukadeva Goswami went out and uh, out of compassion to, to spread the Srimad Bhagavatam. And Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Atmao Pamyena Sarvatra Samam Pashiti Arjuna sayugi He says these are the best yogis. They know what uh, the 
um, difficulties are for the living entities in the material world, and therefore they empathize out of compassion. And um, as far as uh, the um, personality goes, there are different um, gurus, different personalities. Some are, uh, sometimes the Diksha guru becomes m most prominent uh, because, as Prabhupada mentions, a person gives shiksha and then later on somebody takes diksha from the shiksha person and then uh, then sometimes the, the shiksha guru becomes more prominent. And so there are different personalities that are um, manifestations of Krishna that are helping us in various ways to come back to Krishna. The diksha guru has a specific kind of uh, function, giving the mantras and so forth, and a certain type of stature in which the... Um, you know, it's seen a very directly uh, a manifestation of Krishna. And the ways that uh, we worship the Guru and then what happens in the next lifetime, these are all perfectly arranged by Krishna. Um, it's, it's one of the tattvas that's a little bit harder to understand. But... Um, that in Shiva Tattva. But you can take it that um, just as you can see how Krishna makes perfect arrangements for everyone uh, through Guru Tattva, he also makes an arrangement for us. It is said also that like uh, our Shiksha Gurus from Rupa Goswami and so forth, the, these are manjaris in the spiritual world. So um, we're working under them. So when there's you know, even when we're liberated, there's a way in which we have a connection to our various gurus who are connecting us uh, to the to the whole family of Krishna and our services there. But how exactly those take place in the next life and so forth are up to Krishna, which means they're slightly mysterious for us to know exactly how that that work. Although Prabhupada says you know, several times that um, please complete your course, otherwise I'll uh, have to come back and deliver, you know, bring my disciples, don't make me come back to bring you back, back to Godhead and so forth. So there's that sense of responsibility that the Guru has also for those who are dependent on uh, that connection. Go pray with Ande Haribo. Okay, well. Hare Krishna. Everyone okay? Yes, very much. Better than okay. You're on your way to Vaikuntha. <laughs> Paravyoma Narayana. We're going past that Vaikuntha to Goloka Vrindavan. So uh, we'll, we'll keep diving into the Chaitanya Charitamrita. There are some technicalities here, and we can double back on some of these things. Uh, that you're asking questions about and go a little more deeply within them. We can leave more time for that kind of thing, too. And um, <laughs> thank you for that. And um, in the meantime, just by hearing the uh, just by hearing the vibration from the Bengali and from the uh, the purports and verses and so forth, it's a uh, it's a highly purifying. A process because this is uh, revealed scripture. It's transcendental. 
And it's important to go through it systematically and hear all these different parts. None of it is insignificant, not one syllable. And also, if you don't understand everything at first, if you keep hearing, then gradually it becomes uh, more and more clear and it'll have its effect. So uh, also just as a, um, as a practice, it's important to um, take time to write down what your main objectives in life are. A human life is, is really a short life, but it's very significant because there's a lot we can accomplish. And for instance, if you were, if you were to take some time, it's not like you'll get it on the first uh, try, but if you write down what your five uh, main objectives are in life, your five main priorities, just look into that and see what happens because once you start writing them down, then you can reorder them and put them in a different order. And then you can start uh, adding to uh, how you would attend to these priorities when you, uh, when you get them down. And it is a very inspiring exercise because life is often overwhelming. There's a lot of there are, there are a lot of duties we have to do and a lot of emergencies that come up and it seems that one thing comes after another and we can just sort of forget about where we're going or why we're going somewhere. So if you take the time to think about it, what are your five main objectives in life, the five most important aspects of your life or your five main priorities and, and actually write them down? Then look at them the next day and the next day and, and think, okay, is that my main priority? It really does uh, have a powerful effect in uh, helping us to go in a certain direction. So please try that and maybe you can report back on our next uh, meeting. Does that sound okay? Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining. Can you uh, please unmute yourselves and say Hare Krishna? Hare Krishna. 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 Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Rama. We'll see you soon. Jai, thank you so much. Keep the transcell vibration going. Hare Krishna. Jai. Not to the Not to the Not to the Not to the